Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Show podcast is powered by Pinecast. It's also brought to you by Belly Up Sports. Be bold, stand out. The Osho podcast is also brought to you by TickPick. No hidden fees, an online marketplace for events, tickets based in New York City that allows users to bid on tickets. Go to TickPick to get your tickets now. I'm ever going to get sick of that music. Hootie and the Blowfish, that is. Yes, Network, uh, I've heard it for 15 years, but uh, I'm, still, I'm, pr- I'm still pretty into that music. L- let's hear that one more time. I like the Yes Network music. <laughs> everybody welcome back to the O Show podcast presented by Belly Up Sports be bold stand out I am your host Jack O'Hara and yeah I mean who that was a perfect pick for our uh, podcast song all the way back last May when we started this whole thing I go blind hooting the blowfish who else would have thought of it nobody that's who and uh, of course the yes network theme will forever be one of my favorite tunes ever it's because uh, it basically brings Yankee baseball, and it brought great Yankee baseball this weekend as the Yankees do what they were expected to do at the start of the season, and that sweep the Baltimore Orioles. They swept the O's in Birdland, in Baltimore, in Maryland, sending the O's on their merry way. They did it via the long ball. Seven home runs on Sunday. Seven. I mean, they had a lot of home runs this weekend. The bar was almost out of Jack Daniels, had to restock the bar, um... I think it's safe to say that 2018 was just a down year for Gary Sanchez. Clint Frazier, a huge weekend for him. A huge weekend for the Yankee Young Star, considering that he's on borrowed time, given Giancarlo Stanton's on the 
10-day IL. And um, Glaber weekend in Baltimore. Uh, Glaber bombs all weekend long. We saw one yesterday. We saw two on Friday. Just a huge, huge weekend. A huge pick-me-up weekend for the Yankees. And they needed it more than ever after starting out 2-4 and four against the Orioles and Tigers at home. Come back with a huge sweep. They have a huge and a huge series this weekend against the Houston Astros at Minimae Park. They have Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, and Colin McHugh this week, and it's not going to be easy. So they needed that sweep of the Baltimore Orioles. I mean, seven home runs on Sunday, three off the bat of Sanchez, had a shot for a fourth one. Clint Frazier hit two, Glaber hit one, Austin Romine got in on the party as well in the ninth inning. Yesterday was just a fun game to watch, and then you get to watch WrestleMania at MetLife Stadium, which you knew was either going to be a hit or miss. They started out great, not to get off topic, but they started off great, like most WrestleManias do. Rollins stomps Lesnar three times to win the Universal Championship. Not a great match, uh, but Lesnar is no longer the champion, so he can get the hell out of WWE as far as I'm concerned. AJ Styles over Randy Orton. Uh, didn't make sense. That, that was one of those matches. I talked it over with one of our writers, Barkley Truax at Belly Up Sports. One of those matches that, um, could have gone either way. It's one of those rivalries that could go either way, really, with Orton as the heel, Styles as the face, Styles picking up the win at Mania. Styles is probably going to win the feud. I, I don't think it's over. I think they have, uh, their next show, May 4th in Saudi Arabia is the next big show. Then they got money in the bank at the end of May. So that rivalry... Far from over. Another rivalry that's far from over, and I think was the match of the night, given the stipulation and given the storyline. They didn't really need to have that great in-ring technical abilities to accomplish what they accomplished last night. Shane McMahon and The Miz, I think, was one of the best matches of the night, if not the second best, because Kofi Kingston ends up winning the WWE Championship over Daniel Bryan in a great storyline matchup, but a great technical wrestling match as well, and Kofi Kingston at the end brings back uh, the real WWE Championship, enough with that organically made WWE title of 100% organic hemp, or whatever the hell he called it. Though I will tell you this, I really thought the New Day was going to turn on Kofi Kingston last night. Whether it was before or after the match, I remember before the match, Big E had like a present for Kofi Kingston, for, uh, excuse me, for Kofi Kingston, uh, after the match, he's like, just wait until after, we'll wait until after. And I, th- I thought it was going to be like a chair or something, like something that would hurt Kofi Kingston. Uh, ends up being t-shirts with the title around his waist, brings his kid into the ring, or his kids, plural, kids, into the ring. Uh, just a huge, uh, huge homecoming for Kofi Kingston after 11 years in the business to finally win his first WWE Championship and his first one-on-one match for the title ever against Daniel Bryan. And of course, Triple H uh, bringing out the sadistic side in uh, the game, destroying the animal. Ric Flair returns, hands Triple H a sledgehammer to pick up the win. Triple H, for the second time at MetLife Stadium, saves his career with his career on the line in an old barred match, the first time against the Beast, this time against the animal, Batista. So it looks like Batista is officially done in the WWE. He'll probably go into the Hall of Fame next year. And then, of course, in the main event. The main event, um, kind of underwhelming. Becky Lynch winning the titles like everybody thought. And pinned Ronda Rousey, which shocked me. Like, that that's a satisfying factor in that match. Uh, but it seemed a bit rushed. 
Uh, didn't even look like Ronda Rousey was actually pinned to lose the match. It kind of seems like they screwed her out of the titles there. She seemed pretty uh, frustrated at the end as if she wasn't supposed to be pinned. Uh, but we'll get into that um, later in the week with Declan on this show, and then we'll talk things over with Barkley Truax, maybe Hunter Shelton from Belly Up Sports on the 50-50 Booking Podcast. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but back to baseball, because this is a Yankee recap podcast, and I want to talk about the Yankees and solely the Yankees. Gary Sanchez is back. Okay, so we hit 182 in 2018. Big deal. Okay, this man is back. Six home runs, leads the American League. Uh, second in the league for home runs behind Cody Bellinger. It is uh, April 12th. No, that's not right. It is April 8th. Man, wishing my time away, but... April 8th, 2019, Gary Sanchez is already a better player than what he was all of 2018. We saw in 2017 he had about 35 home runs, 90 RBIs. I think it was 33 home runs in 2017. 2016, of course, nobody can forget, 20 home runs in about a six-week period in the big leagues when he got called up after A-Rod retired. Um, But he is arguably the hottest turn in the lineup right now. I mean, you have Glaber, who had a huge weekend as well. Clint Frazier is swinging a hot bat, which is awesome to see. I've always been a huge Clint Frazier fan, always supported the guy, never got his opportunity, was uh, put in the back of the line compared to the likes of Gardner, even Mike Talkman this year, which is stupid. Um... And unfortunately for him, it might go back to being that way when Hicks gets back and Stanton gets back. You're going to have Stanton, Hicks, and uh, Stanton. Honestly, if Clint Frazier keeps swinging a hot bat, you could have Frazier and left. D.H. Stanton uh, play void at first. Greg Bird, again, really hasn't shown much to why he should be at the major league level. Uh, He hit the one home run on opening day. Yippee-ki-yay. I really don't know why he's still there besides from all the injuries. So uh, Clint Frazier, to me, should have a chance to be at the big league level, considering how well he's done. You saw a glimpse of it in 2017. I know he was hurt last year, but in 2017, hit four home runs. I I know he hit like 233, but he was hot there for a few weeks there over the summer. He he hit that walk-off home run against the Milwaukee Brewers. right before the All-Star break, and then he hit a monster home run against the Tampa Bay Rays at the end of July, uh, halfway up the left field bleachers, over the left field bullpen, has the pop, has legendary bat speed, many writers have said it before, uh, but Clint Frazier should at least get an opportunity to fight for that role in left field. And I know I constantly give Brian Cashman a lot of crap on this show. Brian Cashman looked like a genius yesterday when two of his uh, young trade acquisitions hit a combined three home runs. So Glaber Torres, Glaber Torres, Glaber Torres hits uh, two home runs Friday, one yesterday, three on the weekend. Uh, he was the acquisition from the Chicago Cubs back in 2016 when Cubs acquired Araldis Chapman for the Yankees for that World Series run. And then, of course, everybody remembers Chapman resigns with the Yankees anyway. So basically, the Yankees got Glaber Torres for free. Uh, we'll give you Chapman, go win a World Series. We'll take him right back in the offseason. Glaber Torres hits three home runs yesterday. Looks like a great young second baseman. Uh, and then, of course, Clint Frazier gets traded um, from the Indians as a prospect. Him and Justice Sheffield for Andrew Miller, who turns out to be really not that all impressive with the St. Louis Cardinals. 
Uh, he has not been the same pitcher at all. I know he's hurt. He's definitely not 100%, but he has not been the same pitcher whatsoever this year with the St. Louis Cardinals. I think they uh, kind of regret that deal as of right now. We'll see if he can get it going. He has not been the same pitcher. Uh, but Clint Frazier, two home runs yesterday, hit a huge home run on Saturday. Um, and right now these moves are paying out for Cashman. Now it's up to the Yankees brass and Aaron Boone to decide whether or not these guys, I mean, Glaber Torres is the second baseman of the future, but guys like Clint Frazier, uh, Tyler Wade, Tyler Wade's not going to get a shot with the Yankees. I don't think there's way too much depth when they're all healthy. But Clint Frazier has a shot. There's an opening out there in left field. They might not want to admit there's an opening out there in left field. Stanton becomes the full-time DH. Guardy, you don't re-sign in the offseason like you did this year. Mike Talkman, I don't even know who you are yet. So Clint Frazier should be the clear left field. I know I'm being repetitive at this point, but Clint Frazier is the definite left fielder for the Yankees right now. Left fielder. So, uh, fun fact... There about the two Yankee studs. Uh, let's take a look back at all the home runs they hit this weekend because they connected for uh, seven home runs on Sunday. Let's take a listen. High drive, center field, Mullins back, still back, on the track, at the wall. See ya! A home run for Torres. Yankees on the board. They lead 1-0. Five ball, deep center, Mullins back, on the track, leaps! See ya, a home run for Frazier! Two home runs for the Yankees in the Indians, 2-0 Bombers. That one's crushed to left field, and that is gone! A home run, a two-run shot, a bullet by Sanchez, it's 4-0 Yanks. That one is crushed to left field. There it goes. See ya. A two-run shot for Sanchez. 7-0 Yanks. High drive. Did he get enough? Going back Smith. Track. Wall. See ya. Another home run for Sanchez. Three on the game. Another two-run shot. And the Yankees lead 11-3. They won. High drive, left field, going back Smith, track, wall, see ya, another home run, home run, Derby in Baltimore, a two-run shot, a four-hit game for Frazier, and the Yankees are pouring it on. High drive, left center field off the bat of Romine, going back record on the track, leaps, see ya, a two-run home run for Romine, he joins the party. The balls keep flying out. 15-3 Yanks. It's nice to see Austin Romine get it in on the phone. I couldn't even find that video looking for it to put it on the page. But Austin Romine, first home run of the year. He's arguably the best backup catcher in baseball. Uh, it was debated last year, even in the playoffs, that he'd get playing time over Sanchez. He was that bad offensively and defensively. Defensively was the huge factor. But Gary Sanchez, again, hit 182, wasn't all that impressive. He didn't really rely on him as much as he did Judge and Stan and Andahar and Torres. Uh, but among the rest, Austin Romine has to be one of the best backup catchers in the game of baseball. In 2018, he hit 261, had an on-base percentage of 318, slugging percentage of 470. Uh, Kurt Suzuki, uh, just a little better 
than that with the uh, Atlanta Braves last year. Uh, 264, 333, and 433 slugging percentage. He backed up Tyler Flowers with the Braves last year, won the division, had a lot of clutch hits for Atlanta down in Georgia. Uh, then Luke Maley, uh, 245, 327, 367. So when it comes to stats, uh, a little better than Austin Romine, but nobody was more consistent than Austin Romine, I think, over the course of the year. Came up with a lot of big hits when the Yankees needed it, especially when Gary Sanchez was not performing like he did. But as we saw this weekend, it looks like Gary Sanchez, El Kraken, is back in the Bronx and in Baltimore, really. Hopefully he's there in Houston this week because they got Verlander tonight, and it's going to be a very, very tough matchup for uh, the Yankees as well as the Astros. The Yankees are coming in hot. They've won three straight. I mean, it was against the Orioles, but they lost two out of three last weekend. So it was a good win. It was a good weekend for the Yankees. Uh, we just saw those home run calls by Michael Kay. Uh, Kenny Singleton back in the booth. Uh, came out of retirement. No retirement. He said he was retiring last year. Comes back on his terms, his schedule. Kind of like a part-time deal like Brock Lesnar or Batista. He's back on his terms. He got what he wanted. I've been asking for it for years. You're going to give me what I want. Now, not that I know him or anything. Uh, I met him once in Tampa Bay. That was an f- interesting story. Uh, but all around, one of the t- most talked about nicest guys up there in the booth. And that leads me to our next segment on this show, given that I didn't meet him in Tampa one time. This segment is called Storytime here on the O Show Podcast. <laughs> So it was, I think, March 20th, March 20th, March 21st, 2018. I arrived from Phoenix uh, Liberty Airport to Tampa Bay, weekend getaway, New York Yankees spring training. Uh, And as soon as I get there, I get in the car, I Uber straight to the stadium. Yankees are in like the eighth or ninth inning against the Red Sox, lost like 13 to three. It is what it is. It was spring training. Nobody gives a crap. I walk into the team shop, uh, there's Meredith Morakovitz checking out, getting like a gnome. Uh, I said hi, I didn't really know what, what the hell she was doing in there, nobody was even giving her crap, I'm shocked that she was just in there, um, and everybody's just walking around. But I uh, continue to look around, uh, I turn around after looking at like the hat section, and I literally bump into Ken Singleton, like literally like chest to chest, bump into the guy. Uh, I look up, I'm like, hey, you're uh, you're Ken Singleton, a uh, big fan, big uh, fan, of aspiring broadcaster, just a huge fan of all your work. He's like, oh, thanks, go Yanks. But in his voice, he said it much better, it was just like, oh, thanks, go Yanks. Like, he said it in rhymes, uh, <laughs> but... Uh, well, it kind of reminds me of what happened last year. It was just kind of like a quick answer, like, all right, kid, like, uh, thank you very much, I'm going to leave now because I'm very irritated because I am in this shop. And I don't want to be here right now with all of these fans. Uh, 
it was a very successful weekend. Got a lot of good autographs. I think that was like our last autograph trip. Me and my buddy went down. Uh, got Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez like four times because you, you thought Gary Sanchez was going to be the best hitter on that team, and it turns out he hits 182, and you're like, oh, well, that's that, that kind of sucks. And then we got Didi. Uh, Clint Frazier was a big autograph at the time. I remember in 2017 we went, we got Glaber Torres and Miguel Andahar. In 2018 we got Estevan Floriel. Uh, and we got Torres, Andahar. Basically the whole story about that was uh, we were all waiting with all those like really old losers who are constantly out there trying to get autographs. Just like, oh yeah, we know, we know the spots. Like we know what times they come out, what times they don't. Like that's all they do now. They just get their autographs. They sell them for like $600 on eBay. Uh, and, and they know it, so they don't sign for them. Uh, but this time around, it was a prospect game down at the single-A fields uh, right across the street from uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers Stadium. And uh, I think it was... I know Glaber and Andahar started. I think CC had a rehab start down there. Everybody was leaving post-game. And... Uh, we were like, ah, oh, none of them are signing today. They're all leaving. I'm like, I don't know. I think I think Glaber's still, like, breaking the field or whatever. Like, he's still there. And then they leave, and I'm I'm still optimistic. I'm like, I think they, they might come back. I mean, there's still stuff here. Everybody's like, nah, that's not going to happen. You're an idiot. Uh, who's the idiot now? So both Miguel Andahar and Glaber Torres come back from out of the locker room because they had to talk to some reporters. They're like, holy shit, you were right. And uh, basically, we're like literally two feet away from them as they're getting interviewed by some Spanish uh, broadcast team. Uh, we're just standing there. And at the time, we knew who Labor Torres is. He was the top prospect, the top dog in the Yankees system after getting him for Chapman from the Cubs uh, literally six months prior. Uh, Miguel Andahar, you saw he had tremendous talent on the field, but you didn't really know who he was. He wasn't really like a household name yet like he is now. Uh, he was more of just like, oh, he's talented, but like he's probably not a part of the future, given that Harper and Machado and Donaldson and all of them are free agents in a couple years. Uh, but they're talking, uh, they're done. Uh, the first guy we're approached by is and is Andahar, and my buddy's just like, uh, like hands him the ball. He's like, I don't really know this guy's name, so I'm just gonna like guess. He's like Miguel, and he's like, yeah, kid, just give me the fucking ball. That's basically how it went down. Signs the ball, we meet Glaber Torres, get pictures with him. Uh, turns out to be the two bright young baby bombers like they are now. Unfortunately for Andahar, he's going to be out for most of the year, though he was taking ground balls this past weekend, which is a good sign. I still think he's ultimately going to have to get that surgery to be 100%. Uh, but again, what do I know? I'm just a uh, podcaster trying to pay the bills. So two stories for you in this edition of Storytime. Let's get back to the action as we will recap game one, two, and three in this series in Baltimore. So this was Storytime on the Osho Podcast presented by Belly Up Sports. So game one, where do I want to start on game one? Uh, to be perfectly honest, the Yankees could have very easily, if they didn't get their heads together and their bats together, 
and their Bronx Bomber mentality back at the very end. They could have very easily lost those first two games. They went down, um, it was 4-2. to two. They were down 4-2 to two in the sixth inning when Glaber Torres came up and hit that huge, huge three-run home run to turn basically the entire series around because uh, Paxton gave up three runs in the first inning. It was not looking good at all. Not as good as his first start for James Paxton, though. He pitched well enough to keep the Yankees in the ball game. We'll see what he does uh, over the weekend back in the Bronx. Uh, but Glaber Torres, home run in his first at-bat in the uh, second or third inning, comes up huge in that sixth inning. Uh, Luke Voigt barely skims one over the wall for his second of the year. Uh, still waiting for his bat to get going a little bit. Uh, the Yankees, a nice comeback victory for the Orioles' opening day to spoil their opening day at Camden Yards. And uh, uh, their catcher says it all during his reactions, like that entire series. Pedro Severino behind the dish. Every time, low and away, he sets up the balls. Uh, middle in, Yankees club it over the left field wall, and it's just like, God damn it. Like, you could just see it in his body language. He, like, just erupts in frustration. He's like, you idiot. Throw it to the freaking glove. I mean, you saw it all weekend long. Every time they missed, the Yankees made him pay for it. Seven home runs Sunday. They hit uh, three on... Yeah, three on Friday. No, four on Friday. So Sanchez hit one on Friday as well. And then, of course, Judge hits two. Frazier hits the huge home run in the eighth inning Saturday. But uh, on Friday, huge home run from Torres. Chapman comes in, picks up the save. A huge 6-4 win. And then you come back on Saturday and you finally get the judge going. So you were waiting for those first home runs of the year. You got him in his first two at-bats, uh, 450 feet or whatever it was, dead center field in the first inning. It's another bomb to left center into the Orioles' bullpen in the third inning. That was for a two-run shot. So the Yankees up big early. They're up 3 nothing. Uh, Orioles slowly creep back into the game, take the lead in the bottom of the sixth inning. Uh, Yankees unable to hold on there halfway through the game. J.A. Happ, another decent start. Not a phenomenal start. Enough to keep them in the game, though. That's all you can ask for. Uh, and then Yankees down 4-3 to three in the top of the eighth inning. Huge at-bat. Runners on the corners, one out. It was like a 2-2 pitch. And another one of those situations where Pedro Severino just lost his head. And uh, Clint Frazier, nobody expected him to hit that home run. I didn't expect a huge home run like that. Maybe just come up clutch, hit a single, keep the rally going, pass the baton. Uh, just come up in a situation where you need to come up. Because if you don't, you, I mean, you really haven't established yourself yet. And I was a huge Clint Frazier guy. 2-2 uh, pitch. He was just all over it. Over the dead heart of the plate, off-speed pitch, rips it well over the left field wall, reacted like it was hitting to the third deck. Just a huge moment for Yankee fans, a huge moment for Clint Frazier. Um, here's the call with Michael Kay. Couldn't have said it better myself, Kenny. A Saturday night special. And yeah, Castro gave up that huge home run to Voigt. A bad weekend for him, I guess. Two three-run home runs in back-to-back -back games. 
but a much needed at bat there for Clint Frazier. Basically turned it all around for him. He comes back the next day, hits two more home runs. So a huge home run there. Yankees end up pulling that one out of their asses with a big win in game two. And then game three was just a massacre. Seven home runs. Gary Sanchez, not one, not two, but three jacks got wasted at the bar this weekend in Baltimore. Clint Frazier joined him in as well. Judge had to DD them on their way home back to New York or to Houston in this instance. Uh, Glaber with another Glaber bomb. So he hits three on the weekend. And like I mentioned before, Austin Romine getting in on the fun. One of the best backup catchers in the game of baseball. But yeah, it wasn't even close from the beginning. The Yankees all over the Orioles. So it was Glaber Torres and Clint Frazier starting the party in the second inning with a solo home run each. Uh, Gary Sanchez with a two-run blast in the third inning, came back up in the fifth, hit his second home run of the game, and then, of course, in the sixth inning, hits his third home run all over the left field wall. First one was a laser that just got out. Second one was uh, was a little bit more conventional, hit it at least 10, 15 rows back, and then the third one you just knew. It was a high fly ball, goes about 25, 30 rows deep in left field, uh, just just a weekend you want to see if you're a Yankee fan. 15-3 to the final score. Domingo Herman, Domingo on a Sunday, dominates the Orioles. He's looking good early. Uh, he might not be in the rotation all year long, but he's looked good in his first two starts against Detroit back on Monday. Picked up the win in that game. Picks up the win. He's 2-0. and uh, You like to see it if you're a Yankee fan, considering half your team is uh, sitting on the couch at home because you can't stay healthy. Just a big weekend for Domingo Herman. And again, when CeCe comes back and Seve comes back and uh, Monty comes back, Jordan Montgomery, you had Tommy John surgery, they might not get the opportunities that they, uh, or he might not get the opportunity like he does right now. So, you know, just something to build off until the guys get healthy. So I want to do two more things on this show. I want to do another ticket giveaway for the next upcoming homestand, because it is a Red Sox homestand. We got the Sox for two at the end of next week. So give away Yankee Red Sox tickets, two free tickets. And then I want to do another segment, everybody's favorite segment, the O-Show, or the O-Down Throwdown, which uh, got good reviews by people at Belly Up Sports. That's about it. I don't really know if anybody else watched or if anybody else got the gist. Basically, whose line is it anyway? They had those hoedown throwdowns. Uh, ours are an O-Down throwdown. So, so I'm going to try my very best to get that segment over. I think it could do a lot for this podcast and the show. Uh, so it's either going to be insanely liked or it's going to be like, why the hell is this guy singing by himself? You know, because Declan hasn't done it yet. I haven't had any guests do it yet, but I'm going to do it myself right after this Ticket giveaway again. Again, two free tickets to Yankees Red Sox this weekend. Um, this upcoming week, upcoming homestand. Uh, if you can answer me this, and you got to tune in the podcast to find out who is the latest player to win a World Series in both a Yankee uniform and a Red Sox uniform. Latest player to win a World Series in a Yankee uniform and a Red Sox uniform. Remember. This giveaway is presented by TickPick, the largest marketplace provider in New York City. No hidden fees. 
which means when we tell you it's $18, it is $18, not $18.10 like StubHub or Vivid Seats. It'll be $18. And in this instance, it'll be free. Two free tickets, Yankees, Red Sox, who is the latest player to win a World Series with the Yankees and the Red Sox. We will get to the O-Down throwdown to end this portion of the O-Show podcast right after this. The O-Show podcast is powered by Pinecast. It's also brought to you by Belly Up Sports. Be bold, stand out. The O-Show podcast is also brought to you by TickPick. No hidden fees, an online marketplace for events. Tickets based in New York City that allows users to bid on tickets. Go to TickPick to get your tickets now. All right, here it is, the O-Down throwdown from this weekend series against the Baltimore Orioles. Series sweep. Yankees brought their brooms and sweeped all over Camden Yards. When they got to Baltimore, they figured, I'll hit up the bar. Gary, Clint, Glaber, Aaron, Austin, and Luke, too. When they left on Sunday night, the bar was all out of booze. Because they hit a fucking shit ton of home runs. Alright. With four jacks this weekend, it looks like L cracking his back. All but putting 2018 all the way in the past. He's locked and loaded, ready and focused, pimping all of his jacks, even the ones that only make it to the warning track. Everybody saw that on opening day. It was brutal. Domingo on a Sunday, Herman towed the slab on Sunday. Makes you wonder if Tanaka can do the same on Monday. If you didn't know any better, I'd say the Astros will be tough. Remember when Alex Bregman struck out against Carabas? That was fucking rough. That was the O-Down Throwdown. This was the O-Show Podcast, episode 57. Remember, it's sponsored by TickPick, world's largest provider, no hidden fees, uh, marketplace in New York City. You know the sponsored shit. Like, I don't have to repeat myself at that. Uh, it is brought to you by Belly Up Sports, though. Be bold and stand out. Check out all of our articles. Subscribe to our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, wherever the hell you guys want. Wherever the hell you guys get your podcasts from, go subscribe. I am Jack O'Hara from the Osho Podcast saying, hit it, Hootie.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.